0: My name is Christopher Blount, and you may recognize me from such films as Pirates of the Caribbean 2, Dead Men's Chest, and you are listening to the Magic Behind the Ears podcast. Dead men tell no tales. <laughs> dead men tell no tales. All who come to this happy place. Welcome.
1: Dead men tell no tale.
0: My siesters are getting shorter and shorter. Disneyland is your land.
1: Come on, everybody. Here we go. Welcome to the Magic Behind the Years podcast with your host, owner of Bean Parkology, Jerry Cornell, and co-host, author of Discovering the Magic Kingdom, Joshua Schaefer.
2: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Magic Behind the Ears podcast.
1: I am your host, Jerry Cornell. And I am your co-host, Joshua Schaefer. On the show today is Christopher Blount. How are you today, Christopher?
0: I'm good. How are you?
1: I'm great. All right. So, first of all, where are you from?
0: I am originally from Contra Costa County area. So, right in your guys' backyard, Oakley, Pittsburgh, Antioch. Uh, I went to school in Brentwood, went to Liberty High School. Like the other, the other Brentwood, not the LA Brentwood, but the yeah. uh, <laughs> always, always jokes that uh, that the uh, East Bay Brentwoods like slogan was, "Yep, we got corn." <laughs> yeah,
1: we don't have OJ. That's cool. It is a small world because I live in Antioch. Uh, what did you do to get prepared uh, to start acting? Like, what got you into it?
0: Well, actually, being in, I got my start in Oakley, of all places, and was when I was in. Sixth grade, uh half high, middle school. They had something called drama class, and it was like a, it was like a elective. Like every three months, you would switch electives. Uh, like, and before that, did like woodshop, and then a like, computer class, and then like, like drama. What's that? We're we gonna talk about. So we gonna talk about soap operas or something. Actually, it was, it was like a little acting class, and you know, we played a bunch of theater games and whatnot. And it was really fun. And then 7th um, and 8th grade, actually joined the drama club there and was pretty much hooked from then, from there on. Went to Liberty High School, participated in their awesome theater arts program with Helen Hinson. Kind of hung around there after I graduated. And then in 2003, moved down to uh, Los Angeles, Yeah, I've been ever
1: since. Wow. And then somewhere along, it Five. You got picked up by Disney for a small movie called Pirates of the Caribbean, oh, Dead I, Man's Chest.
2: I think I heard of that movie. Yeah, I think so. I think they're making
0: a part five. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a little niche film. It's, uh, got, it's got some real unknowns, like Johnny Depp. I mean, yeah,
1: it's low
2: man? budget. <laughs> Johnny who? I don't, I don't know. I only know Christopher Blount in the movie. I don't know anybody else.
1: <laughs> so what happened? How did you get involved with
0: that? A friend of mine by the name of Paul Jacobson, who is also actually uh, in, in the film, uh, he told me about this uh, open casting call that they were having at the Ricardo Ricardo Montabon Theater down in down Hollywood. Oh, okay. At, at the time, you know, the first movie was out, and everyone was talking about it and all the buzz, and at the time I was also uh, learning stage combat, like choreography, so pirates were still all the rage, and so me and my friend Paul were just like, you know what, why not? He's a scurry, he looks like a pirate already, and he's yeah, <laughs> got big, scraggly beard and long hair. And I had, I had like, feet my braids in, so I kind of looked like I had dreadlocks. I'm like, you know what, we're parody enough. Let's do this. Let's
2: go. That's really cool. How do you prepare for a role like that?
0: Well, uh, many different aspects Uh, uh, The funny thing is uh, At the time, and I still do uh, One of my jobs is I do children's parties Oh, okay Uh, At the time, once again, since Pirates 1 came out Pirates were a really big thing So we would do a lot of pirate times And I don't know if you've ever Worked at a children's party before, But it's an excellent way to brush up your improv skills yeah. because you don't know what the heck a child's going to say. Right. <laughs> so, it's like, it's like a TV show, kids say the darn so, you really can not have to be on a toast. So, that was actually really quick preparation. And also, I had awesome training from Ellen Dixon. So, being an actor, you know, you, you act. Right. <laughs> the, there's massive casting call. There's, I want to say there's at least two thousand people that showed up. Wow. Was so there doing a lot of, like the line for it wrapped around the block, the entire block. And really all it was is just you walked in, they took your picture, they're like, all right, thank you. Wow. So it kind of really was a shock in the dark. You know, hey, if you do it and they say no, they're like, alright, well, we it. But, if they do it, they say yes, which they did. Because the next step for that was, a lot of people got called in for an actual audition. Which was really exciting. On the, the Disney Studios, that was pretty much the next step. Uh, myself uh, and my friend Paul Jacobson, we both got called in. The funny thing was, he, he went in a date before me. So I called him up that day, after he was done, like, what do you do?
2: <laughs> wow. What, um, what scenes can we see you in when we're
1: watching the film? Well, uh, in the film, I'm
0: in two scenes towards the beginning of the film. The first scene, I'm really more kind of glorified background. Well, I am pretty much glorified background in the movie anyways. Uh, like I said, I get my, like, my 5 seconds of fame. Uh, in the scene where, uh, Captain Jack Sparrow, uh, escapes the prison, and he, like, pops out of the coffin and gets picked up by the Black Pearl. Right, right. Uh, uh, so he's talking to the crew and whatnot about the, the key and everything. That's if you, look um, behind, all uh, the name the of the escape, you know, um, uh, Gibbs, yes.
1: Yes, yes. If you look behind Gibbs, yes, you see the background, you can, you can see me kind of all these. the... Oh, that's when he was looking at his compass, right? Trying to figure out where Yeah, he yeah, yeah. And then, like, where you find any questions, and actually, if if you look real close, I kind of pull my hand up for two seconds and put it back down, okay. and I'm like, uh, oh, they okay. okay. that <laughs> question. I thought most people would. <laughs> I'm
0: like, oh, man, no one knows where he came from. All right. All right. The funny thing was, is and then also the scene you can't really see it, but the scene where he talks with with Bootstrap Bill and you know, everyone, all the crew goes rushing back up to uh, to the to the top deck to set sail. Um, I'm also in that. Although I really can't see me in that one. The other big scene is the, uh, bone cages on the cannibal island. Oh, yeah. Uh, I am, I am in the bone cage. So that doesn't make it.
1: <laughs> you put out a huge grin before you fall, too, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's the, the, uh, we're climbing up the bone cage, and, um,
0: the guy, the, 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 the cannibals are, like, looking mm-hmm. down at us, and we decide to be, our, my bone cage decides to be sneaky and continue to climb up, so we like, leaning ahead of them, so like, kind of getting away. So I'm, like, <laughs> you know, laughing at them. Right. And, uh, then the fellow, the, the, the Indian are, of, you know, in the snake, and we all kind of freak out, and down we go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you ever go to Disneyland? Uh Very rarely. I've been there a couple times, but, you know, it's just it's so crowded
1: and so expensive.
2: Yes, it's very crowded. On the
1: Pirate Slayer on Tom Sawyer Island, they actually have a giant bone cage for people to take photos in. So oh, if cool. you ever go, you can go posing
0: it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that would be kind of cool.
0: The same thing I did by one of the, the Pirates of the Caribbean t-shirts uh, that says Deadman Town No Tales. It says, I don't know if you guys know this, this will this, kind of segue into another story, but I actually did a Verizon commercial. Oh. Pirates of the Caribbean as well. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, we'll have to actually, look that I'll, up. I'll save that story for a little bit later. While
1: you're there was it like on set with Johnny Depp and Orlando Bloom because you were in both the scenes with two of the big actors that were in the films did you um, talk to them at all or hang out have lunch
2: have lunch
1: well you know because they have <laughs> a on set <laughs> I mean we did all have lunch but
0: uh, at the time this was like my first big gig right and um, my mentality is to always be you know don't don't be that guy that's like oh my god oh my god can I go? right because it's like, that doesn't really, that doesn't serve anyone's purpose, and actually that'll get you kicked off the set. And so, what advice for any of you would-be actors? If, you know, don't care if your favorite TV or film star is on set, don't go, if you're working the set, don't go ask them for an autograph. I mean, if you if you file the time is right, then maybe ask you know, with their, if there's nothing going on, then maybe ask them, like, hey, can you get a picture? how Zaya always just be, be cool. Although, I tell you, honest truth, on the inside, I was totally geeking out. Oh my god, right now! Oh my god, that's a oh rush. On on the inside, right? Uh, yeah. on the outside, no. Common and collected. Yeah, um, keep it cool. I didn't really get a chance to hang out with Zion Depp or the Bloom. Uh, I got to hang out with uh, the actor who played kids, Pinto Tom His name's uh, Marty so I Got to hang out with him. No, it's uh. It, The thing is, it was a lot of uh, what we call hurry up and wait because I only maybe did about four or five weeks of shooting in a year. (laughs) Wow. It was kind of like that. It was just pretty much a hurry up and wait mentality because we did did the first day of shooting and then because actually I I did start a little diary when when I was in there. The first day of shooting was February twenty fifth, 2005. And the next day I filmed wasn't until March 18th. <laughs> wow. So, and then the other, which was... Uh, the first day of shooting was when we were on Fall Below Deck. It was, it was a scene right after Giant, right after Jack Sparrow gets approached by, um, by Bootschap Bill and tells him, tells him he's a marked man, it's the, the, the black the black marks, and when he's like well man I need movement he's running get the alpha crew run up deck and everything that was the very first day of shooting with that below deck team we were all asleep and he in and anyway wakes us
1: all up. that's really
2: cool what was the makeup process like
0: it extensive <laughs> 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 they they that was the cool thing was they put in all this detail and stuff I can, like I said, I had my hair braided, braids, not, not in dreadlocks. Mm-hmm. So what I did was like I took some, um, some hair extensions and braided it into my own hair, so it looks at first. look, it looks like I had dreadlocks, so but if you look really close, it's actually they're actually braids. Right. And so, and then I was growing my beard out for a really long time, um, and the first thing when they got cast, they're like, "Don't cut your hair, don't shave." Don't clip your fingernails <laughs> or all that stuff. So, like, they took what I had with my hair and then like they put in like more extensions so um, some sort of looked like some of the braids came loose and so it was just kinda of, like free flowing hair. And they put all these little trinkets like T and and like leather and bits of fabric and it's all sorts of stuff on my hair and like they added a really little extension to so, like to my beard so it looked like I had like a longer beard, but that was in a braid added scars they did this really cool thing so you didn't have to make put makeup on your teeth they like casted a mold of my teeth and made like this kind of like you know those plastic clear retainers
2: that they have in there right
0: they did something like that so they just painted the like quote unquote retainers so you just pop them in on your teeth and you have instant pirate gnarles (laughs) <laughs> it's just gnarly pirate grin oh
2: that's uh, so cool yeah
0: it was, that was that was really cool
2: now, how long did that take to put all your makeup on
0: probably about an hour
2: an hour that's not too bad
0: yeah yeah it wasn't too bad because you know we were, we were featured extras so they needed to pay attention to us but not like a whole lot plus we did have like a rather large big team which were all really really nice people um
2: what an exciting experience! I bet the sets were amazing.
0: Oh man, the the, the sets were so cool. Um, especially, especially the, the Black Pearl, and uh, as much as I love the Black Pearl, the most impressive ship to see up close was the Flying Dutchman. Really? Seeing the flying the seeing the Flying Dutchman because these were these were full ships. Like they were they're, they're big. Uh, the Flying Dutchman the detail that was on that ship, the film actually does not do it justice. Wow. Uh, it, it is, it's, it was impressive looking, like, it had like, you know, the, the, I think the battle of I want to say, the, I think the battle, I think. It's got like yeah. this giant, ball, It looks like gnarled teeth and everything. <laughs> yeah. And just, All right. Uh, it was so much detail, like, this, this, I mean, yeah. I wish I had pictures of it, but you know, couldn't take any pictures on the set. Right. They, they were they were watching like a hawk, so and like, again, being that was my first thing I didn't want to do anything up in the water. Yeah. Yeah, the flying veteran was really cool. All the sets... I we also had we also did some shooting at Universal Studios of another scene of the Flying veteran where they're playing the dice or like uh, Will Turner Challenges, Davy Jones, sort of the Game of Liars side. Yeah. Uh, that, whole, that whole set was put, and also um, the below decks were put on what's called a gimbal, which is this massive mechanized peter totter to simulate the boat moving on the ocean.
2: Wow, that's so, so um, cool.
0: Like, that first day of filming and also uh, some of the filming on the Flying Fetchman Universal were all done on this gimbal. So. No, we have to run out like our first day of terminology and we have to run out on our hammocks uh, and run up the stairs and whatnot. We had to do it while the thing was going back and forth. Oh, and this one—that's
2: <laughs> crazy. Were
0: it? No, because we're all supposed to be asleep.
2: The scene where you're in the ball—where was that shot at? What what location was that?
0: That was shot in Pacific Palisades. Okay, um, in the L.A. area. Oh, okay. That's the, the magic of film, <laughs> right, right, uh, right. Most of like the most of the massive exterior shots were filmed in Domin- Dominica, not like the Dominican Republic. place uh, called Dominica. Okay. Uh, which I was I was not able to go to. Wow. The, the, the boat cages themselves. Where they across were filmed, uh, in, yeah, were filmed in California, and they actually had several different setups for it. You had an apparatus for when the cage fell to make, um, to simulate the cage falling. It right. Was basically, just like the cage set on a giant hamster wheel and it would turn. Whoa. So, well, the camera was set up on this massive, like, rig that would shoot the camera up, like, 50 feet in the air. So, as the camera pulled up into the air, the wheel would turn, so it looked like we're falling away.
2: Oh, which okay. Was,
0: which is really cool. Oh yeah, that's uh, an old school trick. Yeah, so it's kinda like so it's like being on like a roller coaster where you 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 sit facing up towards the sky and you slowly turn to be upside down. Dang, so that's, that's crazy. crazy. Because whenever uh whenever the whenever the um, thing uh, whenever we uh, uh oh I uh, our condition wet i a will my face. <laughs>
2: wow. Well that's definitely not the kind yeah, of scene I, you wanna do if you're claustrophobic.
0: Um, I well, I'm not the claustrophobic type, but the other say the bone cage was not very claustrophobic. Wow. Because um, they, they had that set up, and then they had the, um, the cages up in the air. They had they, they had these two, and uh, each cage was hooked up to two gigantic cranes. And they had cables and pulleys modified so they could simulate them swinging back and forth. And we did some static shots of the cage to the settings so that when they're talking to each other, which was still all filmed up of the air. <laughs> and then we went to when, were, when we were swinging back and forth to get to the side of the cliff, that's where the, the cages were, were uh, connected to each other. And the fighting was actually they, we all had stunt doubles. We still got to do some of the takes, so we do a couple of takes of stunt doubles and a couple of takes of us inside. And then there was a, uh, the, uh, a third set with this wall that would that would go from vertical to a gigantic wall. This thing was massive, and it would go from complete vertical and then go to like a forty-five degree angle. Oh, that's cool! And the thing was infinitely like two as well, probably three stories tall. Wow, made oh, to look like a rock surface. Yeah, it was basically like you know a side of a building. On these giant hydraulic lifts so that would tilt it like, you know, 45 degrees. Wow. So, so, when we were climbing, they were, it they was the old Batman trick where it wasn't vertical and it was actually in the 45, so we could still tie the thing. But somebody else threw it up on the angle of the wall so it looks like it's vertical. You gotcha. Know, so it was the old 1950s Batman trick.
1: Yeah, so, Who's just going to say that? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> That's really cool. That's still
0: it's effective, really though. So we
1: could climb up that and then
0: uh, yeah. tilt it to vertical, and then they would, atta- they would attach us to the wall and then release the cable so we would actually swing back and forth. So, like a free swing to be like, because there would be. Originally they had the concept of like, we try once, and then like the vines and the branches and stuff would, would give way, and then we swing back away from it.
1: That was, that was a lot of fun too.
2: Wow, that's really cool. So.
1: July 7th, 2006 the movie was released to theaters and the night before, I went to the midnight release at the Regal Cinema in Antioch and you come walking in the theater and everybody's cheering and I'm, I asked my friend and Greg who went with me and I said, why is everybody cheering? And he's like, oh that's Christopher, he was actually in the film, and I was like what? That's crazy! I like, had no idea, everybody was glad that you were there and I had no idea who you were and then we watched the movie with
0: one of the actors from the film in the theater with us. It was great. Yeah, um, I knew. I wanted when the movie was coming out. I thought I wanted to uh, I wanted to go back home and see it with all my family and the friends, and my friends from high school and everything. Who so like, You know, the first thing the first thing I've done. So I'm like super excited about that. I wanted to go back home with them. Made it in the local newspaper. I also have the article. So my mom's friends made like a pirate flag for me and everything
2: Oh, that's so cool.
1: So it was a lot of fun. So besides that, have you uh, done any other projects for Disney? Uh no, not really. That was kinda of
0: like my one my one claim was um for, now. for Disney. For now, yeah. Done a lot of stuff like the channel, a lot of commercials. I well actually technically no that wasn't the only thing because I did do I have done two commercials that were from Pirates of the Caribbean, which is actually pretty funny. We did a little bit of filming, we did the one-day of filming in February 2005, we I mean, then nothing happened, and just like another week of filming in March 2005, and then August we did some more filming, uh, that's when we filmed the boat cages, and then for, for a little bit there was nothing going on, and Originally in July of 2005, we're a, a, a large chunk of us were scheduled to go to the Bahamas and go do some action, go do some filming there. Which was the scene where they're talking about you know, the drawing of the key and that that scene. But uh, due to conflicts with the schedule, so there's like, some technical difficulties with shooting, so it was actually cancelled. But the opportunity came up again, and I was like, and so they're like, hey, well, get ready. You're going to go to the Bahamas soon. I'm like, all right. I was waiting. And then a couple of weeks before that, I actually had an, uh, I was called up and asked to go to an audition for a commercial. It was for, you know, a commercial for it was being a pirate. It was for Verizon Wireless. I went and did the audition and, you know, got a call back and got put on a veil. And if you don't, I don't know if you know what being put on a veil is, but that's pretty much like mm-hmm. the last. Step before you're actually cast. Yeah. And so I got a call uh, from my agent at the time, and he's like, uh, they want to put you on a are you, are you ready? I'm like, uh, I don't know. He said, I'm supposed to go to the Bahamas to shoot pirates for pretty much the same thing. And he's, like, he, he's like, wait, did they call you yet? I'm like, no, they said they would. I'm like, you're not going to do this. <laughs> so, actually, I booked the commercial. And, I have to go to Bombard anyway, to go film this, com- this commercial for Pirates 2, on the same exact set. <laughs>
2: wow, that's so cool.
0: And, I always joke around, and like, my, my mom always really says, like, no, this is, this is true, and everything. But, because, um, I'm just going out there, this is, this isn't the making enough But, in the commercial, I am the captain, um, I am the captain of the crew. And we're on the black pearl. So and actually one of my lines in the commercial is drop every last one of them, Dead Men tell their tales. So Disney Land says Dead Men tell their tales. So I'm like, hey! Actually said that line. It's starts between the parents. But anyways, like me being the captain on the black pearl, I'm captain of the black pearl. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs>
2: that commercial sounds familiar,
0: I probably saw it. I don't know if you guys I don't know if you guys have get
1: access to this while we're doing this because I yep. knew it was posted nine years ago while that one was I don't think that's it
2: yeah I'm sure we could find it what other films have you been in?
1: I do a movie
0: called a little bit of a movie called I Love You Man okay with Paul yeah. Rudd right I haven't done a whole lot of films it's mainly been like uh, television stuff I did a lot of stuff for the history channel Great.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. A lot of uh, a lot of YouTube stuff. Uh, actually, got to play some of my favorite characters and creatures of my childhood. To, to, to 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 heroes. Heroes. Who, Who are you, villains and heroes? heroes? In heroes, heroes, I was Darth Yes,
2: that was awesome. I saw. I just discovered the video uh, not that long ago, and it was. It's just a great concept. Just a great idea great way to promote loot crate and of course your your acting was really really good it's 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 the scene where all the 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 heroes are on one side and the villains are on the other the camera pans into the to the left and and darth vader walks out and you're just like oh no you know it's like this this is gonna get really good and then to see to be continued i was like yes all right very good very it was really really
0: good that is was with the stud team that I'm currently working with called Sword of Fights Incorporated, or SFI. A group led by a friend, and a bunch of us uh, got that one, and so very talented stud team. I also recently just did their their most recent movie crate, the, the, the magical one, which went like the there- Doctor Strange and then, yeah, Wizards.
1: Wow. I, I, I just watched that today. That's actually pretty cool the special you know, effects they put in that it's just that's really neat and I I got Loot Crate for a while um, and I never knew they had commercials for this
2: stuff I didn't either and I, I get Loot Crate every month i that's just so bizarre
0: yeah yeah uh, I, I believe it's on their, their YouTube channel yeah every every month since the heroes and villains they've done uh, they've done they've been doing these promotional videos uh, I was on the I also did the like the, the, the Labyrinth one Like with the Little kid With the puppet And like the uh, The elf I was like The ring rake Looking creature you don't, you don't really Get to see my face But I, you can see me In action
2: Right What was that like The filming of Heroes and villains Hot Hot <laughs> Yeah I believe that
0: Well how tall in, Are you I mean
1: I I'm, tall. I'm six foot five
0: Wow In the costume I get close to about 6'9". Uh, I have boots, I have like, you know, about an inch and a half heel, and actually, I own that theater costume. Yes. Uh, yeah, I've got, you know, inch and a half boots, and then the helmet just, me a couple inches, like, so push around 6'9", six, 6'10", six, in that costume. It's a warm costume. Wow. It's, it's five layers of all black. Is Wow. And thick, some of them are really thick layers. Like it's, the the, the usually is something you wear when you go skiing in LA in summer. Wow! <laughs> it's it it's
2: a hot costume. Does that costume restrict hey. your movements? I mean, are you able to move and fight in with ease? or, or is... Yeah,
0: it's uh, it's not that restricting. The only restricting areas are the cod piece and the shoulders. So I really so, bear, so I can fight. I can do a whole like hundred move fight in that costume, which I've done. But like if I got my keys, that's where I had trouble.
2: <laughs> wow.
0: So even though picking up um, Vader's keys are a little a little tough, but doing a lightsaber battle is actually that's it's it moves pretty well. Just don't get your kick I'm <laughs> yeah.
2: And you did the stunts for that too, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like I said, uh, I work with a group called Source Fight Inc. You do uh, stunt work, you're Yeah, I do, do stunt work. My main specialty is fight choreography. I focus on putting together fights and doing fight choreography. Because like, there's many aspects of stunts, and so there's like... And there's certain certain that who specialize in certain areas. Like you have guys who know how to precision drive. You got have guys who know how to jump off of 100-story buildings. You have guys who know how to set themselves on fire. I'm the guy, I'm one of the guys that if you need an awesome fight put together or you need someone to be awesome in a fight, you would, go, you would come to me or you would come to uh, sort of my feet. I've been with that. I've been working with uh, a guy named Brian Danner for about... And actually about twelve years now. That's where I learned how to do uh, like Western style psychography, like, like broadswords, rapiers, dagger, you know, uh, short swords, all that stuff. And 'cause it's been a passion of mine since I did
1: Cyrno de Bergerac when I was a sophomore in high school. So, <laughs> wow. <laughs>
2: That's
1: cool. Uh, so you've done you've done movies, you've done shorts, you've done commercials. Have you done anything else besides that? Like genres? Entertainment. I've also done live events, I've done numerous live events. And one of my favorite live
0: events is building the most expensive community theater ever. <laughs> we went to Laguna Miguel, which is down past Anaheim, which is super rich by the beach. Super rich people by the beach. Yeah. And they were doing Narnia the musical with little children. And since it was a really big it's super high end, it, like I said, this was the most expensive community theater ever. Got yeah, paid a lot of money to go teach little kids how to fake kill each other.
2: Wow, <laughs> that's so cool.
0: And I, mean, and I mean, like seven and eight year olds, and at some point, five year olds. <laughs> wow. So yeah, because it's being Narnia. Uh, there's a couple of battle. There's a couple of battles in Narnia, so. We taught them all how to, we taught them how to sword fight and that was, that was a blast. And then we got to be in the show and we got paid rather well to do like two scenes of this whole show because we would go, because uh, we would get down there, uh, we'd check in, we'd do our fight calls, and then when the show, when the show started, we were like, all right, we'll, we'll see that guys, let's and we'd go to like get some Taco Bell or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so second cool. Half, you know, the second, second half of the show rolls around, they're like, Alright, maybe we should get in costume. <laughs> uh, uh, one, of my, one of my fondest experiences was murdering a bunch of five-year-olds on stage to their parents of <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like an Anakin scene. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Funny story about that was, because up until that point, was, we started doing fight rehearsals kind of midway through the production. And so, like, the director had to stay, I already had kind of some general blocking put out, but this is before the children had any real, any uh, lessons in how, how to do any pipe work. And it was, it made them ridiculous, but it was like, okay, well, we need to re- 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 rework some of this. I was like, alright, well, um, so we took two kids, alright, you and you, you're going to be on the side, and then the two of us. Anyway, it was me who uh, was just like an, like an urnich hide from Lord of the Rings. And then my friend who is about my height, but like three or four of me put together, he was a big guy. And his name was Mac Duggar. If, Ma- if the name Mac Duggar, you don't picture this big burly guy, then you're, there's, you have no imagination. He's, he's massive guy, sweet, sweet to me. And he's got this gigantic minotaur mask on. So it's me dressed as an urukai with like the, the silicone latex mask. And this other guy with this, this other giant
1: dude with this minotaur mask. And we come in and our first, the first thing we do is we, we grab this five-year-old and then slit his throat. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's crazy. And the kids loved it because like they, they wanted to do the you know they to have their big death scene. And the parents in the audience thought it was cute. So literally we would, we would kill these children on stage. They would applaud and cheer. Or maybe they did it like the kid, I don't know. You know. <laughs> and like the last child that we we killed, we were like, all right. We did this thing where um, I would stab him. Like so, his back was towards the audience, and I would come at him from like a forty-five above-degree angle. I'm like, all right. I was looking at him. I all right. Here we go. Because like, cause like the, the audience is going to be behind you, so you're going to be facing me, and we're going to have about a couple feet between us. So when I stab, I'm actually going to be aiming at the space between us. The two, the two feet between us. So nothing is actually going to happen. You're not going to get touched by the sword. So I jab it in, and I pretend like it's stuck in the tile. And, and i was telling him, like, when you do this, just start screaming bloody murder. Or scream like you're in so much pain. So... I do this. I, I stab. I, uh, I stab into the kid. He grabs uh, the the sword and pulls it into his body. And then he starts screaming bloody murder and like Aah! screaming at the top of his Meanwhile, I'm like trying to pull. I'm proceeding like I'm trying to pull the sword out and it's stuck. I turn to my buddy who's dressed like a minotaur. Like reach my hand out. He tosses me
2: his sword. Like cut him across the throat. and He, he falls down dead. And just into tears. That's so cool. <laughs> there
1: was a you know, Judy, Judy Hopp scene in uh, the beginning of Zootopia when she's like, ah, blood, blood. Oh, <laughs> yes. yes, pretty much. <laughs>
0: That's funny.
2: So, do you have any future projects coming up?
0: Yeah, I've got a couple projects coming up. Uh, nothing there we really talk about at this moment. Okay. Um, Loot always got some stuff going on. I know, I have. I'm gonna be working on a TV show in a, in a couple of weeks. Ooh. Um, Ooh. What does it got? It? actually gonna be. I think it's the a brand new TV show. So I'm not quite sure the details of that yet. I oh, know I just got a call like, "Hey, you're building these days?" I'm like, yes, it's it. So I'm um, looking forward to that. But uh, other than that, the world just just working a lot. I worked. I currently work at Universal Studios Hollywood as uh, doing the. Do what we call fuzzy characters.
1: Yeah, so it's like the head characters in Disneyland, like the Mickey Mouse, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I,
0: I do Shrek and I do Groove from Despicable Me. Wow, what? Cool. Yeah, so that that's a, that's a lot of fun. It's just that's a fun job. Yeah, you have fun. You you make little kids stay and take pictures. It's fun. It's, it's, it's awesome. That's cool. Right, so you still get to act and stuff like that, and and.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's cool because it's kind of like doing this for your job, what you want to do. You know, because some yeah. people get into acting, and they're like, "Well, on the side, I work at you know the store," but you actually get to
0: act on the side when you're between movies. Like, that's really neat. Yeah, it's definitely one of the better jobs that I've had. Isn't it? <laughs> they because, still yes, they do still have Waterworld there. It's been it's uh, I believe it's the twentieth anniversary of the Waterworld show. In yeah, that. Uh, I have a couple of friends that do the show, unfortunately to do Waterworld, you need to be a really strong swimmer because you know, you've know, got boats and jet skis going about and um, so you, one of the things when you, when you do some work, you have to, if you apply for a job, you need to be 100% confident in your work because if you are not, then that's how people get hurt. Right. Um, yeah. And uh, that, let's say, no one gets hurt, and just by that you don't know how to do a high fall or a burn or full body burn, then you're not going to be getting any work anymore because it's a the community is actually a pretty small community, and they're like, oh,
1: this guy said he can do a high fall, and he can't, so <laughs> don't hire <you>. him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's funny.
1: What That's- is your favorite Disney movie, or just? Movie in general? My favorite movie
0: of all time is Aliens. Cool. I would say my favorite my favorite
1: Disney
0: movie is Beauty
2: and the Beast. Did not see that coming. I didn't
1: either. I was like, Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> right. It's an alien. If favorite Disney live action movie, I would say
0: Pirates of the Caribbean. Right. It's a fun movie.
2: But, uh, well, Beauty and the Beast is and a the great film.
0: Definitely like Beauty and the Beast.
2: Right. It's a great film. I won't knock it. It's, yeah, a, great it's film. a
0: great film. It's Such great design. The beast looks... I'm, I'm all about interesting looking creatures and everything. That the design they had for the beast is just so awesome. Just this massive, towering, snarling beast, but also got this tender side. So, I mean, that's kind of I, I can really relate to because I'm a big, tall. I'm a tall guy and. You know, can when you first meet me yeah, I can be intimidating, but I'm mean, gonna that I'm actually really nice to Kelly Teddy Bear. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. What about um Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead You tales. know, I actually saw the trailer for the first time last night. Uh, I went to see Doctor Strange with my girlfriend and I'm oh like what is, oh, oh, this was an new Pirates movie. Okay, cool. Yeah, it looks, it looks good. It looks good. What did you think of Doctor Strange? Did you like it? It was good. It was, it was enjoyable. I, I thought... It. I kind of thought that, there were that uh, Doctor Strange and Tony Stark were... Snark? Tony Stark? Well, he was kind of snarky. <laughs> I, I felt that Tony Stark and Doctor Strange were a little too similar. It was an enjoyable movie. Um, the special
1: effects were amazing. I thought, can I get Dr. Strange? All right, opening night. I still go every Thursday night to the movies to see all the new movies. <laughs> the, uh, the, I thought the, uh, the concept
0: for the fight at the end was really cool. How they're moving forward, but everything else is moving backward. That was, yeah. that was a really, that was really impressive. I was, I was like, how did they do that? even they still, the, the thing that actually exciting being in the movie industry, I still can enjoy movies and still be like, "Wow, how did they do that?" I, I have a couple of friends who are like, "Oh yeah," it's like, "Oh, it's it was really hard to impress." But I still kind of go in with like this, that sense of suspension of disbelief and be like, "Yeah, just
1: just ha. I'm fortunate enough to just sit there and be like and still enjoy the movie experience." Alright, so, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up and uh, how can people get in contact with you?
0: They can follow me on Twitter at SamuraiRocker55. I also have a Twitch, unless you guys are familiar with Twitch. I'm um, I, I also an added video, game, video gamer and my Twitch channel is SamuraiRocker55 as well. And, and uh, if you if you pay attention to YouTube, uh, if you go to the channel Maximilian Dude, I have done a couple of his big YouTube things, his, his big YouTube production numbers, which are actually really good. I don't know if you know who Maximilian Dude is, but he's he's a he's a big YouTube and big Twitch personality. Um, he averages about 5,000 viewers in his streams. He mainly does a lot of fighting game stuff. But he also gives back to the community, he did this big thing when Mortal Kombat 10 came out because they had like the characters of Freddy and not Freddy, like Jason Voorhees and Leatherface and Predator and Alien, and so he did this he done these little short films of like Jason Voorhees versus the Predator, or um or like the Alien days, you know, like this laser this uh, laser tag arcade. And I highly suggest checking those out because they are really cool. And also, you may not see my face, but you may see you may see a familiar name pop up in some of those <laughs> YouTube videos.
2: Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. We really appreciate you. Man, I learned so much. I'm like, I'm flabbergasted at how much you've done, and then the stunts that you've done, and the films that you've been in. And uh, I'm actually going to go watch uh, Pirates Two and, and point you out and say, "Hey, I, we talked to that guy." <laughs> if you would like more information on theme parkology, please visit my website at www.themeeparkology.com.
1: And if you want to get a copy of my book, just visit DiscoveringTheMagicKingdom.com. Thank you for listening to the Behind the Ears Podcast with your hosts, Jerry Cornell and Joshua Schaefer. Theme song music montage was created by James Presley. All interviews were acquired by Theme Parkology. The Behind the Ears Podcast is in no way affiliated with the Walt Disney Company in any way. All rights reserved for their respective owners.